You're listening to Real Talk with Rowan Said. Real, raw conversations about the television and film industry. Welcome to our second episode of Real Talk with Rowan Said. I'm Ro. How y'all doing? I'm Said. What's up? DJ LeFay. Hi. And we have two very special people. Said again, DP. MCDP. That's right. Hello. Hello. And I'm Chanel. Nice to meet you. Wow, guys, we are so excited about this episode this week. So what we're going to do is... um, is tell y'all a little bit about our week and what's been going on. And then we have a very, very special guest that I just can't wait to say hello to. So um, what's been going on with me this week is several auditions. And as much as I want to smile and be excited, I am because I got the opportunity to audition, but I'm just sitting there waiting with bated breath. And then I want to forget about it because that's what we do. (laughs) All right. That's exactly what we do. Yeah, I had the same thing, audition. I had a couple of, of great auditions I had to get under my belt, you know, knock them out. Uh, pretty much just putting out there and 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 wait to hear back from it. But, uh, can't wait to the next one. Put it down. Keep it rolling. Okay. Anything going on with you, BJ Lafay? Well, I've Did been in touch to... with yeah, I've been in touch with a few special guests coming up, but that comes later. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wait with bated breath. All right, yes, DP, sir. what's good? What's good, MCDP? Same, Anything you want to uh, share? Same had a few Ooh. auditions. I actually had received a uh, received a notice that I got pinned, but then I got released from it. But it was cool because right. it, happens. Right. it happens though, but I just was thankful for the opportunity. So back at the grind at it again. Okay, okay. Perfect. All right, and guys, we haven't had a chance to let um, MCDP introduce himself, but we have a guest and I want to make sure we give him ample time. And then at the end, we're going to have each a little bit about themselves as well as um, Chanel. Chanel, you're up. Anything you want to share? Yeah, so for me, I've been seeking representation, um, currently working on uh, memorizing lines for a workshop that I have coming this week. So that's what's been going on with me. Okay, well, guys, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Faye Yvette McQueen. Um, A little bit about Faye that I can say is that I met her at an audition for a role we booked together. It was the weirdest audition, but I'll let her tell that story if she wants to. Anyway, and I'll tell you that we had uh, the actual audition and then a callback. And we didn't exchange numbers, but I was so in awe of this girl's work that I hunted her down. I promise you, I was like a predator. I found her. I couldn't quite remember her name, but I made myself remember her name and thank God she had three names. So it was easy for me. But anyway, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you my friend, my colleague, and an actor in her own right with a bunch of stuff underneath her belt, Faye Yvette McQueen. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Oh, yeah. Hey, yes, yes. Bye. Hi, everyone. So honored to be here. What a segue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was the truth. It was easy to do. Like, I, when, when she agreed to come on, I was like, y'all don't want to miss this one. This one right here. Honestly, <laughs> it was like, I can't explain. It was as if, y'all don't, don't shoot me for the analogy, but it was like I was one of the Dora Milaje from um, Black Panther. She was the best Amazon, and I just had to know who she was. It was 
I can't explain right now. I got chills, y'all. And let me tell you something. I don't smile for nobody, and I don't like anything. So when I tell you I like something, it's the truth, Ruth. So before I get started, because I could go on and on about her, but um, tell us, tell, introduce yourself to our audience if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Hi, everyone. First of all, I would like to say I am so humbled to be here, and thank you for having me as a guest. It means the world to me. And um, so a little bit about myself, um, born and raised in New York City. Um, I pretty much lived half of my life in the South. Um, I was a dancer, still am a dancer pretty much, but that was my passion and went away to school for dance. And when I was in graduate school, SMU um, for dance, the acting bug hit me. I was asked to do a, uh, a commercial and I did it, and I was such a ham, I loved it. It was just like the cameras for me, but dance was my passion. So I moved from Dallas and I went to Atlanta. And at that time there were two shows, um, In the Heat of the Night and I'll Fly Away. And I started doing background on it. I wasn't really taking it seriously. I had a dance school there. I was doing some shows background, just fooling around, but I always had really good background on the parts. And then in 2009, 2008, you know, the Annie Mae lending, predatory lending thing hit most people and I lost most of my dance students. So I decided to move back home to New York. And while in New York, I was like, well, if I'm playing around acting in Atlanta, why not just do it in New York? And I had heard that Atlanta was gonna be Yollywood, but I didn't believe it. <laughs> I didn't, it, it wasn't. At that time, we had to drive seven hours to Charlotte for those major auditions. And that's how I got my first SAG role. I actually drove seven hours straight off the plane from Italy from a dance uh, workshop slash performance, drove seven hours to, um, uh, not Charlotte, Wilmington, and auditioned for the Finn Cannons because they weren't in Atlanta at the time. And I got on a silent feature called um, Louis. And it was about Louis Armstrong. And um, I got it. I, I, I got my SAG card, but it was a right to work state. So I wasn't trying to, you know, go, you know, to, you know, pay the money to go to SAG. So I moved to New York. Everybody was like, well, you know, you could do background here because it's franchise. I'm like, I'm not really trying to do background, but I'm like a big fish in a little market in Atlanta. So now I'm a little fish in a big market. No one knows me. So I did background. True to form. I moved my way up. I was always getting those good roles. And um, I started on, on um, my biggest role I got was being a background on um, Born Legacy. And um, they asked the five TA um, agents, TSA agents, um, the director wants to see you. So I was like, okay. Yeah, I didn't know anything. They didn't tell us anything. I was the only female. And we all sat there. We waited for the director, but he was busy. So the PA was like, oh, he's busy. Let me see your mean look. So everybody did their mean look. But I remember to get in at that time, we had to have, we had to really go through TSA because they had to account for everybody because this was after 9-11. So they were very mean to us. So I did the same thing they did to us. <laughs> and I was the one chosen. I got, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was in a scene with, um, um, what's her name? Oh Lord, I forgot the woman's name. Uh, but you'll you'll see it if you look at the role on. Um, but er, Jeremy um, Renner was in there mm -hmm. and a few other people. But 
I forgot the woman's name. Anyway, it's so bad because I didn't even know who she was, which was good because I would have freaked out had I known she was this big star from The Mummy, you know? And all my background friends were like, and everybody's like, hi, hey, hi, yeah, yeah, how you doing? Good, good, nice to meet you. That was just it. From there, it just hit. And I also was on background once on um, 30 Rock, and I saw this woman jump off the table. And I thought it was Tina Fest. Tina, you do your own stunts. She goes, I'm not Tina. Oh, I can do that. So that's how I got into stunts. I started looking into, and man, I have a lot of little stories to tell along the way, but I'll, how I made my way through by not saying no, never giving up, and believing that I could do it. There you go. Okay. How we met. There we go. There we go. There you go. Wow, I am so honored just to hear that. Because, I mean, you know, wow. one of the reasons we started this is because um, I started back in 2005, around the time you started. And what's funny was there were all these rules and people kept saying it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. And then I thought to myself, if I knew then what I know now, how much time would it cut off? And so I remember that I was in awe of your journey. And so what, what I thought about was if you could go back and if there was something you knew then that you know now that would help someone else, what would that be? That would be to not listen to the naysayers mm -hmm. forget about the people who are are haters mm -hmm. you, you can't let them affect you because i let a lot of people who are haters affect me yeah um and the most important thing is you have to believe in yourself there you, go. you have to believe you can do it and never give up mm -hmm. never okay. give up so in this like okay so i don't know if you remember but when we auditioned, we auditioned for a movie that didn't come to fruition, but that's okay. But I needed from it, I got, and that was to meet her. So here's the thing. Um, we auditioned, and it, to me, it was the weirdest audition because- Crazy. They had us audition in a big room. And not only did they have us audition in a big room, everybody who was auditioning was in the room. Everybody. Uh, so Never I, had that before. I was so weirded out. And of course, you're already nervous. And then what got me was, um, so I had to audition with, I was going to be a reporter. and. They was going to be a protester. And mm -hmm. so the way the auditions worked was we had to get up and audition together. I don't know that we did the first round together, but I know the second, the callback we did do together. I did yeah. see her the first time. And so what was funny was the, the I remember mine specifically because it was more like I'm, I had to ask a question to a protester and then that was it. But in mine, because everybody was going before you and after you, I was like, now back to you, Bob. And so everybody after me added that line at it or back to the studio whatever the case may be so when we got back to the next read i was seeing partners with faye and i promise you it felt like she was really protesting <laughs> it was like it got so it got so excited that she was protesting and as, a, as a reporter i had to run up on her and i actually touched her and when i touched her Oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't help but react, but I never forgot how I really felt like I was in the meat of the audition. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I still had to get back home because the audition was in New York and I had to get back to Maryland. So it was three hours drive and the whole time I was like, what was her name? My memory is, hor my memory is horrible. And I was like, what was her name? What was her name? I don't even know nobody who know her. And I was like, I'm gonna find her. And I was like, okay. And it was funny because it was something happened. Um, we, we briefly talked and she mentioned her grandmother's name. I mean, her mother's name. 
and her mother's name was my grandmother's name. And I was like, okay, you want me to meet her? Because, you know, I'm, uh, I still have my grandma. My grandma ain't gone. Her spirit is here with me. I don't care what y'all say. Y'all can take me for crazy. My grandma Daisy, she loved me. Anyway, speaking of which, um, I went to sleep, and I promise you, the next morning I woke up, and her name was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I promise you, I, I don't geek out about oh anything. Like yeah. people, are like, oh, who's your, who's the person that you know you mm -hmm. can't wait to meet? I think if I met the Obamas, I might, I might just be like, oh my goodness, it's y'all. <laughs> um, but I was like, I had to meet her, and so I reached out, and that's how we got in touch. With, so how we stayed in touch. But I watched her, and I knew from the moment I saw her, she was going to be a star. And I know mm -hmm. you're not finished with your journey. You're in the midst of it. But I promise you, she, she'll tell you, I'll email every blue woman and say, keep going. I'm right behind you. Keep going. I'm right behind you because she's leading <laughs> the way and I'm just watching her. And if you mm -hmm. ever see her, mm -hmm. you got to watch a clip. She's statuesque. Now, beyond being an acting coach, she told she, I mean, an actor, she told she was a stuntwoman, but she's also an acting coach. She's yeah. an intimacy coordinator. And then she's a, uh, just one more thing. What am I saying? Script script? supervisor. I'm learning to be a script supervisor. And a oh, script yeah. supervisor. So when you wear that many hats, um, I guess in essence, for those who are not sure, um, acting coaching is something a lot of people think they can do, but it takes a lot of work to become. And I know she's good at it. So tell me, what made you decide to coach? Well, well, first of all, can I turn my camera this way? Will I be... Try it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be like everybody else. Is that good? Oh, wow. You just sideways. Flip. All right. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I thought I would be like everybody else. Okay. So, well, first of all, Daisy, my mom, she's around my neck. My mom and your grandmother were putting out the spirits together. Mm -hmm. and, and I did not know that at that time. So that's that's the first thing. I just wanted to address that. So that, that made me feel really good from my heart. Thank you. So why I decided to become a coach is, and this is very recent, and I've got 12 clients right now. I just started like a month ago. And the reason is because so many people keep saying to me, well, say my daughter this, and she wants to get into that, and, and can you do this? And just like hair, I was always doing hair and braiding my hair, and people would see my braids, and every, I change my hair every day. I add hair, take it out, whatever. Everybody wants me to do their hair. I'm like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And somebody said, charge. Make it a business. Well, the reason why I decided to actually start coaching is people told me that I would be good at it. I was a former teacher as well. I taught dance in the school system, and I have my own dance school. And I'm really good at giving people basics. I'm really good at basics, and then people soar, and they move on, and then they get with the big leagues, and they forget who you are. It's all right. But that's no, it's right. true. It's true. But I'm really good at that. I'm really good at giving basics. And because I want to save people time, money, energy, all those little, little things that people keep asking me, I'll tell you. But I'm only going to tell you if I really believe that you are serious about it. So if you're serious about it and you want to pay for it, then I know you're serious about it. And right about now, I mean, we're home. Everybody's working digitally, you know, remotely. So why not make it? And everything for me has to be connected. The intimacy coordinating the um, script supervising, you know, and, and, you know, if you want to ask me more questions about those later and how I'm putting those together, I will address that, you know, at the time when you ask me, because honestly, there's a method to my madness mm -hmm. from the coaching to everything in the acting and the stunting. 
It's all connected. And I figure that'll get me where I need to be because I get to meet the important people, not by having to knock down the door and audition. I'm already there, okay. you know? And yeah. each one is interrelated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people lack. So one of the things, and, and I, I applaud you, I, I say that I'm following you, um, that I'm in your steps is because when I was doing this, you know, I wasn't networking, I wasn't doing anything. And it wasn't that I was watching, but you always, I'm not social media savvy or I, it's not my friend per se, but you would post things and I would see it. And it started, I started watching the 1111, the manifestations. I started watching a lot of things. And then I watched things started happening. So Dejan hasn't had a chance to, t I'm sorry. I had a student and um, I, over the pandemic, someone reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to mentor. No, they wanted me to coach them. And I was like, I ain't coaching. I ain't trying to be nobody coach. I don't want to teach nothing. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do anything. And so what ended up happening was this person just kept showing up and showing up and showing up. And I know teaching is my gift, but it was more like you're going to have to do it. And so what ended up happening is I realized that there are so many people out there who really don't know where to start. They don't know what to go, where to go. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that are in the business of making money. Instead exactly. of helping each other. And so one of the things that I paid attention to was when you were doing things, it was from the heart. It was more like you said, it was a more of a connection that people had to kind of feed into and, and, and you had to feel something. And so with that being said, I know that we're all in a different place. I don't want to be the only one asking questions. I want to open the floor up um, to those who are watching, who are listening. I also want the other people on the panel just ask questions as well, because you got things. I know I'm, I can't do stunts. I ain't jumping out of nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna fall on purpose. Nope. I'm clumsy. So I just was like, you know, I could, that one I'm gonna have to skip, but the rest of them, I, I, I got a question. Now, if they wanted somebody who could eat a cake, I'm in. But you want to, I'm on your own. I hear you. <laughs> So, well, you know what? I, I have a question. Yeah. What would be considered a stunt? Would running, an actor, they ask an actor to run on set, would that be considered a stunt? Well, it could be. And that's a very good question because a lot of people think that they can do it. Oh, I can do it because it's just this or it's just that. So it could be as simple as a run. But because the run could be on rough terrain or because the run could be in bad weather or because the run could be a near miss, a near hit, a near, you know, car hit. It could be a chase. You don't want the main actor to accidentally fall. And that's your money right there. That's true. So you're going to hire someone who has insurance, who gets paid to do this, who's padded up. I mean, man, shoulder pads, arm pads, knee pads. You're ready to take that plunge, you know, if, if that happens. So a simple run could be a stunt. Like I said, Tina Fey's um, stunt double jumped off the table she literally the table this i have a bar high table it wasn't even that high i'm like wait a minute really she just done, and she's getting paid at least a thousand dollars to do this and okay. residuals credit yeah and 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 money true i have a story for every little thing so later on i was able to meet tina fey at the golden globe awards i was a um stand in and we get to present and she was at the rehearsal and i got a chance to tell her how i actually got into stunts was because of her stunt double and she actually loved the story yes everything for me comes 360 
But another stunt could be, which I have done before, um, <clears throat> you could be put on fire. That's wow. a stunt. Now, of course, that's going to be taking you know, ladies <laughs> and I've had it. If you look at my Facebook page, I'm on fire. Wow. <laughs> and then it's going to be my I'm going to be That's not for faint at heart because for me, what happened once, and this was in training, I was training with John Zimmerman Stunt School in Florida, and we were doing uh, a day fire burn, which was just partial on the arm, and then we did a night. But to make it look more spectacular, we did it at night. So you get into your three layers. One would be a dry layer. Next layer would be something with Nomex and other kind of type of um, you know material, like, uh, like chemicals, right? right? And it's cold. You put it all over your face, everything. Um, at that time, my hair was really, really short. I mean, like, really short. I had cut my hair bald. And I only had false eyelashes that I was concerned about, right? So what happened, they put a cape on us. So that when you're running and you turn this corner, that fire, you know, and it gives an illusion. So uh -huh. you're supposed to wear your last layer. It's supposed to be big clothing. Mine was too big. So I'm running, 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 and my pants fall down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Now, okay, so you would say this is where stud people come into play. They know how to keep themselves safe. So I had to make a course, and then I had to lay down, and they put me out. So no one really could see my pants were falling. So what I did was, as the dancer I am, I couldn't take big strides because I would fall over. So I did the little, little, little steps, I did, you know, and then I got right to that mat, and they doused me. But it only shows if you really look at the photo. <laughs> You'll see my pants around my my ankles. Anybody <laughs> else freaked out? And I went first, so I wouldn't see anything happen to anybody else. You know, and say, no. "I do that." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like run with the fire, and then get in the water. I was like, "So first, you want me to do a fire, and then you want me to do water." Right. I'm good. I'm good. I was freaking out, and so my eyelashes they get cinched because when I took that quick turn, the the cape wrapped around and made for a sensational photo, mm. and it just cinched my eyelashes. It was okay. If that's all I'm gonna lose, I'm fine with that. I'm good with right. that. There we go. Girl, y'all good. I'm telling y'all, yes, oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> like jumping from heights, that is a little, yeah. But I I do okay. it too. <laughs> I have a question. Okay, I'm 60 years old. I'll let the young people do all of that. I do have a question. I only go so far. Look, so if you're, I, it's my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to be a stunt person, don't you have to be a SAG member? Okay, so um, you can be Taft Hartley in. Okay. Like, if you really look like someone, they'll go ahead and, you know, put you through. Because I had a student. They literally they asked for um, JMP Julie Michaels uh, production, and um, in um, in uh, LA they are always looking for stunt people. So they had one. They put the picture of the person. It looked just like one of my former students. She's not a stunt person at all, but she's her doppelganger. And I told Julie, I said, look, she looks just like you know the 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 person. And so they said, we love. Uh, you know, doppelgangers that they were going to call her to make sure she would be able to do it. 
and they would have tapped Hartley her, but the problem was she had other things doing. So you don't necessarily have to be, but you will, you can become once you do a stunt, right? Yeah. Mm. Someone I, else has a question. I'm sorry. I, I did. I know it's okay. I have a question, and it's so nice to meet you, Faye. So my question is: I know that there would be paramedics, ambulances on set with fire involved, but is there always that, regardless of stunts? Are there always on set? Well, you always have a set medic. Okay. okay, and depending on the severity of the or the danger, I should say, of the stunt, mm -hmm. they might. I, I, I've never been on a production where they actually had, but when we do fire, firemen are always there. Got they it. always have a fire truck there. Yeah, so wow. that I do know, and we always know where the nearest hospital is. So I might be wrong by saying maybe there, uh, they may have been an ambulance there waiting to, you know. Oh. Wow. Yeah, but I don't want to think of that when I'm doing the stunt of because, not. yeah, that yeah. would freak me out. That that truly, I think. So, so can I tell a story about real quick of a stunt? Yeah. So I was on. I I manifest stuff. Talking about eleven eleven. I see that number all the time. You see, I put it, and I'm never trying to do that. And I said one time, well, eleven eleven. I was on this set, and I said, oh, I see eleven eleven. This woman. Yeah. She said, 1111, that's your gateway to your dreams. You know, one is the, the number that goes into everything, you know, uh, any, you know, every number. And eventually she bought me a necklace that said 1111. Do you know she passed at 1111? Oh. Wow. I kid you not, but that's not the story. I digress on that. But the mm -hmm. story is, I kept saying that I wanted to be on Black Lightning, the superhero show. Yeah. And I said, I look like the mother, Christine Evans. And I really wanted them to write me in and say, like, I'm her sister or whatever. Mm -hmm. And someone who was at the same camp that I was in with, um, in John, Zimmerman, John Zimmerman's stunt camp, yeah. happened to be the assistant um, coordinator. He called me and said, hey, we need someone. You fit her perfectly. I know you can do this. I've seen you do this in, in you know, camp. So they flew me in to Atlanta, it was in New York, and I got to be her stunt double. So you manifest, but you know, I didn't say exactly, exactly how, right? But I got on it and I was her stunt double, that's fine with me. So there was a stunt where they had me to be pulled back and I would hit stairs. And because the stunt coordinator never, you know, didn't know me, I guess he was concerned about my age or whatever. I came in a few days early, they had me, you know, practicing. <laughs> Practice was giving me whiplash. I'm like, okay, can we just do the stunt? So we get to do the stunt, and we, I, all the other people gave me that gator backs, which is something to protect your back. So we get ready to do the stunt, and right before we do the stunt, we had never practiced it with all the lighting in there. The rigger comes and says, "Well, Faye, you know, there might be a chance that the lights could fall." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, did you just tell me just now? And Sidra Smith, I mean, uh, what's her sister's, sister's name? Tasha Smith was the director. I wasn't gonna, and they only had two breakaways. So it's a breakaway, is so it was a railing. So the railing was done as a breakaway. So you could just, you know, it's not real. So you can break it away easily. They only had two. I had to do it on the first one because I'm not going to be the girl stuck saying, no, I do and I'm a nurse. I'm not doing that on the second <laughs> one. It's a one and done for me. Yeah. Also, I had 
this this much room. You know when you get jerked because I had something a uh, uh, harness and they had something here for me and they the riggers will pull me and I go oh right because they zap you. China Williams, uh, she zapped me right. Yeah. Well, when she zapped me, I'm so good, oh, but you can't do this. I'll break my wrist. So now I got that. I got to learn how to do this. Also, the stunt coordinator told me to keep my head down because I can bite my tongue. I can get knocked out. All these things. So they're all going in your head and you don't have a helmet on. Now at the last minute, right before they're going to say uh, action, I can get hit with light. And they need you to stay still. If you don't stay still, they can't cut you in. The editor cannot cut you in with the main actress. Wow. So I had to sit wow. there for the longest two seconds, hoping that that light did not fall on me. If I moved, I had to do it again. And that was the scariest thing. But I became known as the person, mm-hmm. that stunt person who did that. The next, another person said, oh, you the one that did this? And I'm like, yeah. So I became known in the stunt community for that not for the faith in heart. I'm telling you right now. Well, I applaud you because I can tell you right now, there's a lot of things and I, you know what? You say what you won't do, but sometimes you don't know. Like I said, I would never have kids. I got one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you never know. So, I mean, right now, at the place where I am right now, I just don't see it. But hey, you never know. It might be something in my head. Well, this is time. Girl, I can do that. Because uh, I know. Yeah. When I booked New Amsterdam, I was failing the audition. They say, "Well, it's just like just just pretend you drown." Well, drown? Oh, I know how to do that. So, <laughs> so I know it sounds bad, but that's what booked the role. I knew how to drown. I was like, "Oh, drown? Oh, I'm trying to be that close." And you know, bro, you know what booked my role on New Amsterdam? I was in the elevator and I had to cry. I was crying, woman. And I remember when I was in the hospital, and and it was totally unexpected. They were like, my mother coded in front of me. And I was like, I ran to the nurse's station. I said, something's wrong with my mother. Mm-hmm. And it was like surreal. Like before you know it, they came and told me, what should we do? It's been 30 minutes. You know, and I was like, I had to make the decision to just stop. But now I'm like, I'm supposed to be staying the night with my mom. It was so surreal. I ended up in the elevator crying. Mm-hmm. That was me. But so at the audition, that's what I did, and that's what my my impetus was to think of my mom mm. and exactly what had happened, and that's how I booked that role. Like I know how to do that in an elevator, yeah. And yeah. see, that's the thing we talked about last last uh, episode was that being um, acting is being human under imaginary circumstances. You have to live a leave a piece of yourself in the role, otherwise you're not going to book it. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, but they want to believe that you are actually that person yeah. in that thing. I had a, 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 a guy that I'm mentoring right now and he was like, she showed me his headshots. I won't show him here because they, they're very character And so when I went over them with him and then he was like, well, I'm portraying. I said, but see, that's the point. If you're portraying someone, that's what you're going to get, a portrayal. I said, and that's why I got my shirt. You cannot do what you cannot define. If you don't know what acting is, how can you act? So that was one of the things that, you know, and so I'm, I appreciate you sharing that story with us. And I hope it resonates with those who are mm-hmm. watching. We have so much knowledge here. I want to take a commercial break. It's going to be about 30 seconds just to give us a chance to breathe. Um, just so you know, Faye, when we go to break, we cannot hear each other. We can see each other, but we can't hear each other. So um, give everybody a chance. Y'all got 30 seconds. If you got to go do what you got to do. <laughs> okay. All right. 
You're listening to Real Talk with Rowan Said. Real, raw conversations about the television and film industry. guys we're back we're back we're back i'm so excited like I, you know what y'all ain't never seen this many teeth in my face <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm gonna call because the calls have been really really quiet tonight everybody's been quiet tonight so i'm gonna be quiet let them do it well, I've got a question, Faye. Yes. Um, and, and you may have already answered that, but were there any roles that like really spoke to your spirit? Yes. Like that you've gotten a script and you just. Yes, but I didn't book it. Um, okay. There were several that I got that really spoke to my spirit, but I didn't mm-hmm. book it. And one in particular that I just auditioned for, mm-hmm. and the role name is Gloria. And Gloria is my mom's best friend from nursing school. And she was also my mother, my sister's godmother. And um, and the role is a nurse. My mom and Gloria were nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, my apartment number is 3C, like Gloria's apartment was 3C. Gloria's granddaughter passed and her granddaughter asked me to help raise her kids. How is it that I live now four blocks away from the, the kids? I'm helping to raise them. I just feel like that's Gloria's spirit speaking Absolutely. to me. Um, I said in book the role, but there's time. I mean, you know, I just, you know, did the audition. So that role, it resonates with my soul. It speaks to me. And talking about numbers, Mm-hmm. Every time I see, I don't know what 919 means, but I keep seeing 919. And I keep seeing 1221, and 1221 is Gloria's birthday. So maybe you know, something to it. I'm going to stop you right there, and I'm, a, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not texting or anything like that. But I had two auditions today. Say, so can you tell her the name of the character audition for today? Gloria. The, oh, <laughs> you're asking me? No, I'm telling, so he's my scene partner. So whenever I have an audition, we work whatever time it is to get it done. And right. so I, before we <clears throat> I had two auditions. The first one was for something that shoots right up the street in, um, here. But the next, the other one I had, and just say the first name, what was uh, that audition for? Uh, for Gloria. <laughs> and that's why I just did like this, like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, wow. wow. So Come on. And it's funny because- one oh, of the yeah. things that I say, and I say it over and over again, and people think I'm cocky. I'm not being cocky. I say I don't have competition. And I, I say that because no one can do a better me than me. And so when I say that, y'all understand, there are three acting coaches on this panel right now. In addition to that, um, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. I'm not for everybody. I'm going to admit that. Um, I'm not. I'm very direct and, and sometimes you need a different approach, but I'm that way because I feel like um, I don't have time to waste. So I want you to understand what I'm saying. And I also tell people up front and MCDP can attest to this. I say it, get what I'm giving you now. Cause I'm not going to always be around. I'm going to be on set when you need me and what you're going to do then. And you know, he'll tell you that it, it came to pass. And he was like, oh my goodness, I got an audition. I can't get to her. I, you know, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fervent fan of that. But you, unbeknownst to you, so when she asked the question, it hit me. You and I have gone out for so many of the same roles. Farrah, yes. 
on um, P Valley. Oh, you did Sarah also? Yeah. We've done so many, and say it, and I have right. gone on the same road. That's right. I play, when I take my wig off, you'll see why, but I ain't taking my wig off, y'all. Um, <laughs> but I, I will play a transgender. I actually went out for Uncle Cliff on P Valley too. So wow. when they when they were looking for a woman, so you know, I just want you to understand it. What's for you is for you, and there's Roe cannot cash a check that has Faye's name on it. Exactly, the guy says name on it. So I don't look at it and say, "Oh my goodness, she's going out." I don't, and I don't get nervous because mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to do the best version of her, and I'm going to do the best version of best me. Best version of me. Yep. She wins. Glad because guess what. I keep selling them. I'm right behind you. Keep moving because I'm coming. I'm coming. And I don't mind following the footsteps because I've seen what she can do. There you go. Well, you know what, bro? So with that comes haters. Oof. And I have had my share of haters. Oh. <laughs> That's because they don't understand what's for them is for them, what's for me, what's for me. And go. those haters are still hating it and I'm working, you know? Right. Uh, there are people looking for me right now that I'm not even thinking about. Not because they're irrelevant. It's just that our time on this journey together is over. Mm-hmm. And when I what I've learned, and this is, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but what I've learned is if it's causing me distress, discomfort, or any this, mm-hmm. it's gotta go. It's dismissed. It's distress, discomfort, it's dismissed because I don't have the time or the energy. And so yeah. I used to be the kind of person that I want to keep giving people chances, keep giving people chances. And people sometimes take that as, oh, I can do whatever. Well, I now, as an actor, the first thing I learn is you pay attention to everything. Everything. The details. Um, Susan Bass used to say God is in the details. I'm um, one of my first acting coaches, and I can't wait to see if she'll come on. Um, Marishka uh, Phillips. Oh, she's mine, too. Yeah, oh. she, oh, my goodness. She worked me. I, I met her when I was at Susan Batson Studios. Yes. She knew I was so afraid. I was a stage mom first. And so my son was going to classes and I was going with him. But what she would do is she used to do this thing called the extra actor. And she would always make me go first, even though, and I'd be like, please don't let me go first. Please don't let me go first. And she'd be like, roll you up. I'm like, damn, I gotta go first. And, she and I didn't understand the method to her madness at the time. It was more like she was making me face my fear. Yeah. And in addition to that, she wasn't going to let me copy anybody else. The extra actor wasn't one that you could copy somebody. You had to dance in a circle. Yeah. And people just like, I used to call it, what's that, hokey pokey <laughs> for actors. But, um, you would she, get worn out doing that. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, and then they put a song on. And I'm never going to forget, she would put uh, Mustang Sally. Y'all know how long Mustang Sally is? She <laughs> <laughs> would give me one of the slow songs where you can move. And she would give me one with Mustang Sally. And I was like, oh my God. But anyway, <laughs> we sat and we had conversations and she finally got me because we were working together. We were both um, coaching Tasha Smith at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually assisting. I didn't know at the time that I could do it. But she, we were sitting at the penthouse suite of the Four Seasons and we, it was raining one day. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. We had a whole conversation about next steps. And at the time, I couldn't see beyond where I was. Mm-hmm. She was working for someone and I was working for someone. And we sat there on that, that rainy day in that by the window when everybody all these celebrities were partying and we just had a conversation about next steps and i'm here and she's where she is and it's exactly where we saw each other back in 2010. so when i think this journey you know networking is important but keeping a good circle she is one of the most supportive people that Mm -hmm. i've ever met you know i work for her um i i she has a airbnb Mm -hmm. and i clean her airbnb for her 
I help her with her mom, um, very close to her. Her mom actually, when I was about to move into my apartment, her mom gave me a blessing, made me cry. It was so, I told her, because I was missing my mom, and I told her, and her mother always says to me, how's your mom? Mercy will look at me like, uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then when she told me that and I was like Mariska looked at me and I said thank you Mariska can I give you a hug she says yes Mariska and her mom and her brother Dow are they, they, they're just good people uh, and it's interesting that you said that because she has coached a lot of people and I got her from someone else who you know I did the Susan Batson uh, New Year's Eve Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I knew about Susan Batson. But Mariska was the first one to tell me about beats. Yeah, character flaw, all of that. I didn't know anything, so she came to me. So part of my journey was I had to get out of background. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't come here to do that, but I got stuck and pigeonholed because I was good and they, I was reliable. And it didn't, it was a slow journey into principal work, right? I got one, no, two, two principal jobs from doing that. But mm-hmm. I had been doing it from 2009 to 2015. Come on now, you gotta stop the madness sometime, right? So I decided, okay, I'm gonna take out a loan. I'll pay my bills with my loan. I still had a car note at the time. And what I ended up doing, I took classes and Susan Batson was one. And then the other thing was I, look for a coach and she came highly recommended so she became my coach and right after I decided that that's what I was going to do and I would you know write a vision board you know every day every step I would say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you universe all of that I did everything possible I read the secret I did everything I went full force and I am working now Mm-hmm. We, well, the last time we spoke, but we didn't speak. We were chatting. But the one thing um, that came that I remember, and say, Sid doesn't remember, but at the time mm-hmm. that you were telling me about the vision board and stuff, we had this online acting group where we would just self tape so we could see each other taping and try to get us such notes. And I was telling Sid, I was like, "Hey, we're going to write ourselves a check for this amount of money. We're going to do our vision boards. We did all that, and I promise you, it did not happen. So mm-hmm. I wrote myself a thirty thousand dollar check. And I put on it February, I think it was February the 18th, 2021. Mm-hmm. So when it didn't come, well, actually I took it down because I didn't want people who was coming to my house to see it and think I was crazy. So, <laughs> so I moved it. But what's funny to me was, do you know I was able to cash that check a year later than the date I put on it? Mm-hmm. And I said, I called said, I said, said yep. you're not gonna believe this. You're not gonna believe this. And I started. So one of the things she shared with me, and I'll let you tell the story if you want to, but one of the things you did share with me was about how you put on the wall a, a board, a small board that you could see every day, and it had like guest star, I think it was, or star, whatever it was you were going to do, and the next thing you go up. Right. So I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Okay, I'm going to put my checks back up on the wall. I put my stuff Because, <laughs> you know, and the, the people don't understand it, and I'm going to let you get into it, but one of the things that, that gets in the way is us. I said, I am not a nice person. I'm not saying I'm not a nice person. I can be nice. But when you meet me, my resting bitch face is to die for. It's like. And so I said, I could never go commercial. Because even my headshots, they don't say. There's a couple that be like, hey, how you doing? But the rest, I'm like, take this picture of her before. So 
and I said I couldn't book a super, I couldn't book a commercial. Hadn't booked a commercial in forever. I promised the goodness. I took that mindset away, and the next thing you know, I booked a Super Bowl commercial. I didn't even audition for it. I booked it straight from a from a photo, and from the photo where someone asked me to put on a wig I didn't want to wear and a color I didn't want to wear. It's a pink wow. top and a big wig. I don't wear big hair. I wear hair, but you can rarely right. see my hair out here because I already got a big long head, so I don't need no help. So asked me to put that on, and that that thing has got me more jobs. I've been getting called in for commercials, and I was like. Do I look? Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if, if I had a donut, you want to buy this donut? You say no. Guess what? Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, I don't have a face that sells, but a, yeah. Yeah. the picture was really my real personality. And mm. now, if you pay attention, the the commercials are quirky now. Like they have people with sour faces and dispositions. They have real mm. people, not those mm. like. Hey y'all, welcome to Popeyes. Y'all want this chicken? They, exactly. they have people on there now. So anyway, but that that conversation you and I had about what you had on the wall, it really changed my perspective. Like I don't care who comes and sees it, because guess what? They ain't cutting no checks. They ain't paying no bills, and they, and they ain't paying your rent. <clears throat> I have a check right there for a million dollars. It's coming. I don't have a date on there. Maybe I should put a date on it. But you know who I got that from? I got that from Mariska. I saw it in her house. So I wrote, and she wasn't afraid for people to see it. Um, well, I, I'm in her private space. And I guess most people aren't in her private space, you know, mm -hmm. because um, at one time I was doing a barter with her, you know, because my my um, job that pays my my um for me to live my dream is cleaning or task rabbit. But I clean mm. and I clean well and I and I love it. Um and I get good reviews and that helps to fund my dream, right? Yeah, and right. I say one day someone's gonna say she cleaned my toilet. That girl, I was cleaning one day, I swear y'all, sorry uh -huh. for yelling, but I just thought about it. <laughs> and I cleaned, and I go, that's me. I said to the person, that's me. <laughs> wow. So can I tell you, there are, I have a 360 story, so many, so many, but the one that I want to tell you about, mm -hmm. I have time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was in Atlanta. Tyler Perry's studio was on Crog Avenue. He had just started, he had had this place on Crog Avenue. Um, now Crog Avenue is very gentrified and, you know, it's got this, you know, you, it, it costs you a lot of money to live over there. But he moved his places over uh, near um, uh, the, the mall near 166. So, mm -hmm. um, and when I talk about his new place, because he had, this is his third place he's at now. So at that place on Crog Avenue, there was a, a movie he was doing um, called The Family That Prays. And Alfred Woodard was in it. Um, Taraji Henson and uh, Kate, I forgot Kate's last name, but, uh, but anyway, it was a, I auditioned to be um, Alfre Woodard's double because they wanted her to be riding across the country, but they weren't gonna put her in a car just to be riding, so they needed a double. Now my hair was just like hers, my complexion was just like hers, and the girl said, yeah, just like her, but you're too tall. But I'm sitting down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went home with my tail between my legs. I mm. cried real tears. 
I so so that you asked me the question was there one that really resonated with me that mm -hmm. resonated with me and that was another one that I did not get yeah. so I was in the beginning of this journey of taking it seriously so that one really hurt that that one mm -hmm. that hurt to the core so mm -hmm. I go home I'm crying my eyes out so let's go forward now my mom passes I'm in the post office sending out her thank you letters and stuff like that and I get a call and on on and I get actually two calls while I'm in the post office so I keep telling my mom thank you I got two calls to do stunts <clears throat> one was on a show called Luke Cage Alfred Woodard's on Luke Cage right yeah, yeah. and um but I wasn't thinking about her you know I didn't know exactly you know they didn't tell me exactly what you know they were gonna have me do so I get to set and um, they called me to hair and makeup last, but I had cut my hair because my hair was really, really falling out because I had autoimmune disorder. I didn't understand what it was. So I cut it short mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to be on camera, my hair, I, I need hair. So I colored it a different color just because I wanted something different. Right. And I put a lot of makeup on because I, I wasn't really rocking or feeling confident with this. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I get to, they call me to hair and makeup. I walk in a trailer. <clears throat> Girl is sitting right there. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Alfre says, who is this gorgeous queen walking in? <laughs> You better dry your eyes. You look who you with now and where you are. And can oh. I tell you? It was the same date ten years later. What comes to mind when you say that? Delayed, but not denied. Delayed. When I saw that, mm -hmm. I said, see, I got more 360 stories. Now I'm telling you, so my hashtag is never give up. If I would have given up that day because yeah. that was just, because that was, that was, that hit me hard. Yeah. You could have told me my dog died. I didn't cry as hard. I cried as hard when my dog died. You could <laughs> tell me my dog had passed. That's how bad that was. And so let's go forward with this. Okay. Everybody else, all of the stunt people, they didn't get to act. I got to act. I did more with her. I lead her out of the jail cell. I try to protect her. And then they shanked me. And then she turns on me and takes my phone, right? So we had that connection connection. Mm -hmm. I get to stay longer. I made good money on that. There was one point where they had me laying down. They go, hey, get up off that ground. You don't get Faye a blanket. And she don't need to be laying on the ground that long. <laughs> oh, and she also told the hair and makeup people, because they said, I knew they were going to take me down. They love to take, you know, yes. I'll, I'll digress. Let me just say they like to take <clears throat> people down, right? Uh -huh. All right. So yeah. I'm sitting there going, you're going to take me down, right? She goes, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I think they looks good. She's in a male-dominated uh, field. Let her keep her makeup on. Not only did they let me keep my makeup, they dogged me up more. Wow. There we go. Okay. She uh, said, hey, sit down. You first, can you sit down right here? Hmm. And she took a picture with me. I have that oh, photo. Oh, that's great. Nice. Great. I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's important. What I'm taking from that is like mm -hmm. I don't often enjoy the moments. Like I have pictures with people that like I got to meet Marla Gibbs and I was blown because Marla Gibbs started her career late. And then on top of that, but she made sure other actors along the way had an opportunity. And um, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know the story, but Marla Gibbs was, you know, of course, Florence from the Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. And they came to her and they were like, people love you. We want to give you your own show. And she was like, uh-uh, girl, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'd rather be number two on a hit than number one on a flop. I'll be right here at the Jeffersons. And she turned <laughs> Wow. That's interesting. And then when they have the, all the maids come in, yeah. those are people <clears throat> helped along the way. I, mm. I remember that one. She had, I remember that one. Yes. They were going to all go on strike and had all those maids. Those yes. And yes. I, so when I'm thinking about this journey, because it's it's so easy to get caught up. Like I'm, honestly, when I first started, if I if I could tell you the biggest mistake, well, I made several, but one of the biggest mistakes I made was I would get an audition and I would not forget about that audition. I was like, oh, they ain't called yet. They, so who's <laughs> <laughs> a bad Like, listen, I don't want you worrying about that audition. If they didn't call you, the show was canceled. <laughs> That's what oh, she man. said, and then wow. she, she she was serious. She was like, she said, as long as you're worried about that, you cannot progress to the next step. She That's said, true. opportunities, and that's the thing. We know we act like when I first started getting auditions, I was like, oh my goodness, I got to do this one, I got to do this one. Mm -hmm. I know we got things to do, but the camera tells no lies. If you are stressed, it's gonna pick it up. It's gonna pick it up, going on, and that's why I said. Um, at the time I was dating somebody and they were getting on my left nerve. Every time I had an audition with something Jeez. going on, the camera was like, I would be smiling. The camera saw me like this. <laughs> my mind was like, okay. So it picks up everything. So mm -hmm. I think I think what, what what I took away from what you said was just keep going. Don't ever stop. If you yeah. really do this, you have to do it. And I know things get in the way. You got bills to pay. You got things to do. But honestly, most people don't know this, but I, I honestly thought I was going to die a couple of years ago. I had a job that paid good money, but when I tell you it sucked the life out of me, I couldn't stand, I couldn't walk. And then it wasn't, it wasn't until I realized I, I was killing myself. Wow. I job was going to fall apart if I didn't show up. Child, please, somebody died a week later. How about three days after they died? That, they had been replaced. They had been yeah. replaced. So you, like she says, I have a job that, that funds my career. This job funds my career. It doesn't, it's not the other way around. That's this right. Is, right. I learned that from Lisa Nichols. And, and that, uh, by the way, I bought three of her books at the same time. I went on a book reading fen uh, frenzy. I bought everybody's book at the mm -hmm. time. I bought all of the secret books. The handbook, everything, and um, but as far as finances, I'm a Sagittarian. I'm happy go lucky. I don't worry about finances, so I never worried about money. And it's interesting that my friend Gregory, he, my best friend Gregory, will tell you. I, and he brought the story up today. I was working with Carl Gilead. I mean, I took him. He's in town working, and I took him out to to lunch so he could try some New York pizza because he always jones me about Chicago pizza. And my friend Gregory's known me for forty years, forty plus years, and he said, "Yeah." Greg, uh, Carl, I'm going to tell you, Faye, one time she went to Europe with $40 in her pocket. That's true. True story. Going to stay a month. I have $40 in my pocket. But if your will is strong and you will do it, there is a way. So what I did yeah. was 
it was a dance program, so I knew my lodging was paid for. I had to do my food, but I, I'm good at hair, okay? I brought hair. I brought beads. I brought rubber bands. I did all the white girls' hair on the, on the wow. beach. I made so much money. I never had to use that $40 that I had. Wow. And wow. I'm a black beauty. Everybody want to take me out to eat. Come on now. Okay. Use what you got. Look, honestly, I am, yes. and I can tell y'all, my last place I stayed at about it, when I first got there, I think I had $50 in my pocket. 50 and I had a friend who was trying to spend that 50 right out of my pocket, making plans for my money without me talking. And I was like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, and I finally, I was like, you know what? I ain't going to worry about it. You got this. Right. And when I tell you things start popping, popping, right. popping, and I went from renting a room to owning a house in less than 30 days. And when I tell you, yes, it was like, I promise you, no one knew. But all of a sudden, I woke up one day and something said, buy a house. And I was like, bro, I don't want my house. <laughs> guess what? I'm stupid enough to listen to the little voice that guides me. And I was like, okay, well, let me go look. But here, there it is. It was in the middle of a nasty housing market. And here, this is what I'm going to share with y'all. I said, okay, God, if you got a house for me, I looked at two houses and I was like, I can't do this. One house smelled like straight urine everywhere. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. And I said, okay, God, if you got a house for me, you got to show it to me. Do you know that I found a house and closed on it within 30 days? I want you to know I was the first person to see the house and move it and, and closed on that deal within 30 days. Wow. And I, and I promise you, when I went started looking, I think I had $2,000 in the bank. Y'all know I ain't closed with no $2,000 in the bank. <laughs> I not, and I was like, okay, okay, God, I see you. So I'm just saying it's like just the will that that I the universe will take care of me. I don't care what you call yes. it. If you want to. Yes. But the universe will take care of you if your attitude is. And Chanel can tell you, she'll call and say something. I'm like, I don't work like that. The universe is listening. I try to watch what I say out of my mouth. Because I, I honestly watch what I say because I've said things. I told this lie, y'all. I wanted some time off for work. Once I had to go do something artistic, and I said, "Oh, I gotta go. My uncle need me to take care of y'all." I think I said he had he had a uh, he was in the hospital for something. But anyway, we've that, all done that. How about two weeks later, he was in the hospital yeah. with an ankle and died a week later. And I said, God, I will not do that lie again. We've all done that. I had this guy say he did not want to come. I was doing this this show, a children's show. And mm -hmm. yeah, we got to get up early. We got to break down. We got to do all that. And this young guy said his sister died. Why did you do that? My God. Yeah, but he was young. And, he, and, and of course, the theater director knew his sister didn't die. But he just didn't want to do the show. But I don't know if his sister has actually died. But I'm just telling you, that those that we've all made that mistake and, yeah. and and the mistakes that i've made my very first audition i was so afraid i finally got a uh agent it was in atlanta called people store I, i'm i'm saying it's like okay are they listening <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, you don't know who's listening let me see okay, tell. <laughs> the very first audition i ever got I called sick. Oh, I was scared. <laughs> I was I was scared. You said I, oh you were scared. I was scared. I told him I was sick. I was scared. So yeah. Faye, I have a question. With you saying that, how did you overcome that for your second, you know, to make it to the second mm -hmm. and third audition? I had to push through. Mm -hmm. I had to push through. And at that time, there were a lot of people, and one of them was my haters, 
auditioning for the same roles as me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the nerves. And then, you know, you're all sitting in the room. I'm so glad COVID hit in, in one sense that we don't have to do a whole lot of... Yep. in in Because that was half of my fear there. You know, yeah. people would do stuff, wrestle paper, you know, drink in front of you. As you're working and if you're really tapped into something, that's a problem. Like, honestly, I told you the audition that she and I did together. And then I was in Atlanta doing an audition. And for this lady who does not like tapes at the time, we had those pre-COVID. And this is how she did the audition. I had some weird stuff happen, but this was the weirdest one. So she's the, the reader. She's also the casting director. And mm -hmm. she has the first three lines. And this is what she did. can't see without my glasses good so i'm like and i have to look at her lips to see when they stop and so i deliver my line like yes he really likes peanut butter and jelly and she's like okay i'm done i mean the things that people do to you yeah. it's like you're like okay wait a minute right. and so you gotta be prepared for anything and everything a, look and then you have casting directors and the whole time you doing your audition yeah tell her yeah I'm oh yeah cream cheese. Or eating eating Not, they're messing you up like they right. yo i had one guy and he would do the the mic the he was running the cameras cast director he would do the thing and he'd be like all right say your name this is the thing he's like all right i'm gonna say go you can say your name go all right <laughs> action <laughs> it took me a while to learn to take control of the audition. Right. This chair. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna need a moment. All right. Where you know, and, and I know it sounds funny, but especially when it was in the room, because right now yep. we're at an advantage, but we're at a disadvantage. And that advantage, yes. we have the self-tape thing, but the disadvantage is there's no one to redirect us. We're on our own. Yeah. So I sent a couple of takes because, and 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 and. I'll ask my manager or agent to ask them questions like if I don't like mainly how do you pronounce something, you know, if mm -hmm. it's something I really, you know, can't tell. I don't want to butcher it, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I can't find any footage on TV or whatever. I'll ask them to ask them that. That is a secret that I don't tell too many people because you don't want to keep bothering them to do that. So you have to pick your battles when you do it. But there's another um, short story that comes to mind for me of how you when you don't say no and you push forth so you know getting into stunts is hard because they have to trust you you can't just say well i can do this you know you can be reckless and dangerous and you can you know hurt other people so and it's a, it's a it's a fraternal order you know orderhood you know brotherhood sister whatever you want to call it but it's an orderhood you know they 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 are close to tight they don't want anybody in so you know it's like they in like friend they're not trying to get you in but you have to be slick about it. So I was standing in for Lorraine Toussaint on um, Orange is the New Black, and her character was D. So what happened at that time, they had a special audition for there's a, a, a Israeli martial arts manga, Croft manga, manga, Croft manga, or something like that. Yeah, okay. So it was on Law and Order. And they asked, did you know how? Hmm? Yeah. No. But yeah. You know? <laughs> so 
I can look it up on YouTube, and I did. And so I got the, you know, featured extra part for Law & Order. We were having a rehearsal, and the person who was doing the rehearsal was a stunt person, and there was a young black girl behind me who was doing it too. And he actually was going to introduce her to the stunt coordinator who, unbeknownst to me, was watching the camera next to us, and I did not know that. So, because she was going to work with Mariska Hargitay. So, Mariska Hargitay was right in the middle, and I'm right beside her. We do this whole thing, and it's all choreographed. I could do that. Do I could do it all the time, you know? Just give me choreography. I'm good. So, I aced that. That was no problem. We're about to leave, and I hear him, a Jennifer Lamb uh, Hewitt, she comes out, and she's standing right there, and the guy who was teaching us says, oh, Jennifer... I want to introduce you to somebody. And he says to the girl, oh, so-so, this is the stunt coordinator for Arjun Black. Oh, Arjun Black, hi, I'm Faye. I sent in for so-so, so can I give you my card? Yeah. Next week, I have my first stunt job. Wow. Nice. I wow. was to Sans stunt double, so you can't be shy. You got to yes. pick some battles, and you better, you better take those opportunities when they mm -hmm. come. Oh, that's amazing. I love that story. Well, Faye, I just want to say it's time for us to wrap. And I want to thank you on behalf of everyone here. Yes. Um, any, any more questions or anything, anyone? Because this was amazing. I'd wow. just like to know before we go, what's your, your daily mantra? Okay. I wake up in the morning and I always feel my heart. And three times to the heartbeat, because it's the strongest vibration, I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wake up. My mom's picture is right here. It's her prayer rug. I say, good morning, mother. I have little angels over here. I say, good morning, Sora angels, and then morning angels. And of course, I kiss my dogs. You know, I stretch, I work out, and I'm ready for the day. All right. Wow, that's All beautiful. Right. I'd like I to know. thank our commenters, Lips Galore, Karen Beckett, Bia Doll, and everyone that tuned in. Thank you so much for everything. And Faye, we love you. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you come back. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right, you guys. We're going to... Um, wait, we didn't even let Dejan introduce him. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. It, she, her stories were amazing. So oh, that was... Cool. Cool. We love you, Dejan. We love you. I just like so much. We went over yeah. our time this week, and we don't want to keep our... Um, our guests and our things hostage. Uh, we have so much to share, but I want to say thank you everybody for our second episode. It has been an amazing journey and I really, really can't wait to have you along the way. Anytime you want to come back, you're welcome to come back. Just say the word, we got you. You're welcome. Oh, oh, I was so charmed, Faye. I was so charmed. For those of you who are looking for a coach, um, can you let them know how to <clears throat> you or how you prefer them to reach out? Sure. I'm on all social media, Faye, Yvette McQueen, F-A-Y-E, Y-V-E-T-T-E-M-C-Q-U-E-E-N, or they can call me. I don't have a problem with them having my phone number. Um, it's 404-246-1668, 404-246-1668. Hit me up, text me first, because I may not be able to answer my phone, and we'll go from there. 
And the guys, I'm saying this right now. If you're not a fan, look her up on IMDb. Oh, yes. I mean, she is one to watch. I cannot wait to see you soar. Um, and I want to thank you for helping me find my wings. Oh, right. and thank you for that. And don't forget, watch me on Wakanda Forever. You better believe it. You better believe it. I can't wait. Well, I cannot wait. All right, yeah. congratulations, and we can't wait to see what you. else you got. I really about. can't wait. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Y'all know I can't see squats, so y'all know. She got <laughs> right here. There we go. All right, let me. Oh, are we still streaming?